want to welcome you all back to another impromptu uh, episode of The Conversation with Jay and Rob. Uh, first, we would like to say thank you to all of our persons who have been supporting us thus far along this journey. We are grateful eternally uh, for you. Um, before we jump into today's topic, um, allow us to look to the Lord in prayer. Gracious and kind and loving Father, we pause, God, to first tell you thank you. Thank you, God, for waking us up this morning and for starting us on our way. Thank you, Lord, for life, health, and strength, the activities of our limbs. And God, the ability to come to you, God, in this moment and in this time in prayer. Now, God, we pray that you would sit a little while with us. God, we pray that you would come and you would invoke your presence in this conversation. God, so that what is said may be of you. And God, that you may be glorified. It's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. And amen. Uh, Y'all. Those of you who are tuning in, I'm not alone. Um, we want to first apologize for the technical difficulties we had last week. Uh, uh, well, this, earlier this week, excuse me. Um, and we are back with another, whew, another topic, that uh, impromptu topic. Um, and we thought that we should uh, uh, come and we should talk to you about it. And so this episode, episode five, is named Let's Normalize, dot, dot, dot. Uh, in 2020, before the year ended, we said we were going to normalize a whole bunch of different things. And here we are in, uh, what, the middle of March, and we're still holding on and doing some of the same practices we were doing in 2020. Truth be told, there are some of us who are still doing and practicing the same things that we taught our children in the 1960s. But we're gonna talk about it uh, today. And so, uh, Jayla, if you wanna start it off, uh, let's normalize, let, let, let's normalize, normalize what? What we normalizing? Doc, I know you ain't just tell me to start it off, Doc. Say not. Um, okay, so. All right, let's let's talk in the background of why this is a last minute uh uh episode, right? So we were on the phone and we were going in, y'all. We were going in and dropping gym after gym after gym, man. So um we we we, we were everywhere ready. I'm not gonna lie. So if we get everywhere with it again, hold on, my sister's bugging. Hold on. If we get if we get everywhere with it again, we it, don't 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 blame it on us. Just blame it on the atmosphere. Um, we are uh, in a place, in a platform where we can now vocally share what it is that so many people have told us not to share. Um, and so uh, if Jayla never says this, let me say it. Um, and I might say it every time we get on here, I might not. Um, if you don't like what we say, there are plenty of other podcasts for you to listen to. Uh, and as we, we say, we, this is not singling out anybody. We are not singling out one uh, group of people. Uh, but we call it how we see it. And so we're going to speak on it. Um, and and uh, bear with us 
as we are young people, we're learning. Um, but to the, my old people, my older generations who are tuning in with us, um, there are a lot of things that you all can learn from us as well in this season. Uh, and so with that being said, please uh, do not take offense to anything that we say, young or old. Listen, uh, we just speaking on it. We, we, we calling it how we, how we feel it. Uh, like she was saying, we were having this deep conversation on the phone and not intending to have a deep conversation. We just, she just called me just to call me, <laughs> just to check in with one another. And we ended up staying on the phone for what, two, three hours? I'm talking about different subjects at, at hand. And so we wanted to come and we wanted to try and tie this, let's normalize that, that, that. Let's normalize not pushing young people away. Let's normalize not pushing young people away. Jay, you have something. Yes. Okay, so this is what I said over the phone, right? And this and this goes for a, a lot of things, really. This this can touch base with a lot, but my mind really is you push young people away, you're pushing them to death, right? You're pushing people, uh young people away. Now they think they have no one to go to to talk to. Um now it's all right, so you don't love me. I'm gonna find somebody that do. So now they're in the streets and they sweat at the streets love them, right? So now they think that they're getting street love and they out here got a name for themselves, and now the streets killed them. So now you got to bury your child because you just pushed your child to the streets because they swear that you ain't liberal, right? So let's normalize not pushing your child away. And that's also, oh. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. That's also for not even just the streets. Like, you push a child away, now they don't have, like I said, they don't have nobody to talk to now. So now they got this built up anger, right? Where now it's like, okay, I'm angry and I have nobody to talk to. Especially in this pandemic, like, School was their only way, right? School was the only, like, they probably have friends they've been to, but you don't have that no more, right? So now I'm home, I'm in my room, I'm stressed out, nobody to talk to, nobody to hear me, nobody to love me. I'm going crazy, the suicide, right? So you either in the streets or suicide. You gotta, you gotta, you, girl, you have to, you have to not push them away. Hear from them. Hear from them. That's a, that's a good word. Listen to your young people. There are many, I can guarantee, who may be listening to this, um, and your child has told you something and you have pushed it away because you expect them to handle that how you would handle the situation had it been you going through the situation. And so, uh, like Jayla said, a lot of older people and us as well, we push our friends and our peers into that negative space because we wouldn't take time out to just listen to them. Let's normalize listening in this season. I'm going to hear you out. I, feel, I may not understand, may not agree with everything that you're going through. I may not have experienced it myself. However, I understand that what you're going through is so that it can perfect you. And as it perfects you, allow me to be a, a source of comfort to you. 
Uh, you don't have to understand all the things that your child is going through. Uh, but it pays to listen. It pays to listen. Because if you don't, then your child is gonna find someone else or something else that will listen to them. Drugs may listen to them. Alcoholism may listen to them. Toxic people may listen to them. Deadbeat people may listen to them. The grave is calling their name. And as the grave is calling their name, here you are pushing them steadily along to that grave because you didn't take time to listen. Because you didn't ask them questions without trying to be deep in their business. Ask them questions. How are you? How are you really? Well, what are your plans for your life? Where do you feel as though God is going to lead you? What it is, what, 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 what can I do for you? As your parent, as your guardian, as your spouse, as your sister, as your brother, as your cousin, as your son, what can I do to help you? How can I get my support? Listen. That's all we're asking you to do. Listen. And for us um, in this realm that we're in together, young people, there are many persons who rely on us, our peers and our loved ones, our age, who rely on us to do the same thing. And so how dare we call out the older generation and not uh, call, nerd, call, uh, 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 call notice, excuse me, to uh, the same thing that we're going through on the same level that, that uh, so many others um, that we love are going through. Uh, we can't expect our parents and our, our, uh, our uh, leaders to listen to us and we can't even listen to each other. Well, can I say something? Yeah. Not just listen, but understand. Understand. Because you, you can you can tell anybody, yeah, I hear you, but are you understanding me? Are you like are you like like really trying to understand where I'm coming from, right? I told I told uh Rob, I said step inside of my Jordans. <laughs> like, and not just that, but understand what's going on inside my Jordan. Like, okay, yeah, you could fit my shoe. You can put my shoe on, but do you know what's going on inside this shoe? Do you know the thumbtacks that are in the shoe? <laughs> do you know the sticks and rocks? Come on now. It's like wearing sandals. And you get dust and you get dirt in your shoes. Do you feel it when you put your foot in my, in, in my shoe? If you don't, then something wrong. <laughs> because I can feel every time I walk. So don't judge me and expect me to be happy all the time. When I'm going through, when I'm experiencing, and you have not taken the time out to understand why I am the way I am, why I do the things that I do. That's, one, that's number one. Number two, we're going to save that one for last, or that other one. <laughs> Number two, um, I, I wrote that. Normalize having a select few of friends who you can vent to and go to for encouragement. There are too many of us 
who live in fear that if we don't reach, if we don't vent to, if we don't uh, be amongst a large crowd that we won't be liked. That is completely false. I am 19 years old and I am doing perfectly fine with the small group of friends that I have right now. And because I've kept my group of friends small, I don't have to worry about my business being spread all across the world. Because I kept my circle small, I don't have to worry about nobody stabbing me in my back. Because I kept my circle small, I don't have to worry about being I don't have to worry about being laughed at. And also connect with people who are going through the same thing as you. That also matters. Because y'all can connect on a different level. Y'all know life on a different level. Y'all see, y'all feel life on a different level. And y'all can relate. Um, one thing we were talking about on the phone, me and Jayla was, uh, this group that we have and how we, were be, how we were able to connect with one another. And we really sat down and we uh, went through all the ways we really connected with one another. I mean, not putting nobody's information out there, but there are some issues that we go through as young people that we can connect with because we're young people. We're always, um, well, not always, but we, we, we get looked down upon. Many of us do. That makes us relatable. That makes us relatable. Normalize having a, a select few of friends who you can go to in times of trouble. Because not everybody's going to be there for you. Gonna be, there's going to be some people uh, who are going to be waiting for you to come to them and share your information and share your vulnerability and your transparency so that they can then take that and take advantage of it and use it against you in the long run. There are people who are waiting for your downfall, praying for your downfall, let's be honest. There are people who, who you, can't, you can't share everything with. You go to that one person and you know, um, next thing you know, your name is put across the highway and you being laughed at. Um, and they're making your friends who you thought had your back turn against you. <laughs> and so you gotta be mindful of who you tell your business to, because not everybody, um, not everybody has your best interest at heart. Not everybody wants to see you win. Not everybody wants to see you on top. Not everybody wants to help you. Not everybody wants to encourage you. That's a word. Be mindful of that. Discernment is key. We use that term a lot now. We need to discern who is really there for us. Uh, and who's really playing us in our face? Who who wears a mask? Oh, I'm friendly. Yeah, you can check. Give me your give me your problems. And next thing you know, girl, this happened. This happened. Did you hear about what happened to Rob? Did you hear about what happened to Jayla? Lord, yeah, she got in, in this type of trouble. Yeah, Lord. Uh huh. Yeah. And now look at you. You've done your. You've dig. You've excuse me, you digging yourself a deeper hole because you thought that you can be vulnerable with somebody who doesn't have your best interest at heart. You got anything you want to say on that, Jayla? Um, no, I definitely agree. Um, and then there's this thing that I said to you on the phone where you go to, you, you, you think you're venting and they're listening, the whole time they're celebrating your pain. Celebrating. 
right? So, so you, you, there's a big part of, of being careful who you're venting to, right? And, and, and again, keep your circle small. People say the bigger the better, but I really believe the smaller the better. Cause like literally, literally your business is not, and it, keep it with people that you know you can trust, right? Keep it with people that, keep it with people you know you can trust, Keep it with people that you that that you know ain't all that messy and 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 just weird. Listen here, weird, because people are weird nowadays. I want those of you who are listening, I want you to tweet this. When you have a smaller circle, that gives you a better chance for you to sift out the mess and the and the pettiness even better. When you keep your circle small, you won't have to worry about a whole bunch of drama. Because it's not a lot of you. You'll be able to sift through that. You can, you can, the Bible says um, in John uh, how uh, God prunes everything that does not bear fruit. And to prune is to cut off. When we do rose bushes, we you see a lot of people cutting off the dead leaves in order for it to grow. That ought to be our friendship circles. Cutting off people who don't help us prosper. Cutting off people who choke the life out of us. Weeds choke the life out of people. Cutting off people who don't have no life in themselves. And all they do is bring death into everything. And here you are, living dead. <laughs> you're living dead because you're hanging out with dead folk. That's a word for somebody. You're living dead. You wonder why you ain't prospering because you're surrounding yourself with people who are prospering. You have to surround yourself with people who have your best interest at heart. And last but not least, I wanted to say this one for last because it's it's a, uh, a topic that so many of our generation, people from our generation and the generation before us uh, have thoughts about. And that is normalizing, um, uh, not no, not um, not no normalizing. Excuse me. Well, how can I say this? Normalizing the right expectations both women and men have for one another. Normalize and get this: the key word is right expectations. You didn't hear me just say expectation. I said the right expectation. There are too many of us who place uh, expectations on people uh, that we ourselves wouldn't even live up to. My God, we place, we expect another person to do, and we are just as unloyal, petty, insufficient, broken as anybody else. But when it comes to our own relationships, here we are wanting somebody else to do for us what we can't even do for ourselves. Let's normalize having the right expectations. And going into this, um, the right expectations, um, I think, expect your partner, your spouse to be loyal. Of course, everybody knows that. Um, expect your spouse, your partner, to be committed, of course, but expect your spouse and your partner to support you. 
there are a lot of people who wave that around, but they don't really mean it. They don't know what they're saying when they, when they talk about support. And that means that if I'm out in the world fighting demons, the last thing I want to come home to is another demon. If I'm out in the world fighting hell, bruised up, battered, heartbroken, the last thing I need is for you to come, for me to come home and for you to stick a dagger through my heart. Doc, where's your cash app at this point? What's the cash app? <laughs> at this point, y'all need to catch up this man. He give it out a whole. It's true. It's like like I, like I said on the phone. Um, you don't. Okay, we are fighting the wrong fight. A lot of us are really fighting the wrong fight. We're against each other, but we the ones that need to be together. And I'm talking about the black community, right? Whether it's relations, like you know how uh we have black or black crime, right? So this is what this is what they used against us during the whole George Floyd thing. When we they were looking at us like we're crazy because y'all killing us and we are angry. When y'all kill, we're killing each other as well. Right. So we cannot we cannot be heard if we're killing each other. We're not together for real. We are fighting the wrong fight. We need to get on. We need to get together so we can be heard. Maybe things will change, right? If 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 I'm in, if I'm out here right and I'm and I'm fighting against police brutality and this and that. And now I gotta come home as to where I'm arguing with my black sister. I'm arguing with my, my, my husband, my wife. I'm, I'm arguing, you know what I'm saying? I'm arguing with my family. We're, we're we need to be together. We're fighting the wrong fight. Right. Then I gotta come home and I gotta hear, uh, give me a black man. Uh, Jacquees got shot by Raheem. And it's just like, black on black, why? That's not the way it's supposed to be right. at all. That's the wrong fight. And you know what? The sad part is there are many white people, and not all white people are bad, but the bad white people are out there waiting for the black brothers and sisters to kill one another so that they won't have to do it. And they will have somebody to pin the blame on. And that goes back to checking your circle. That goes back to checking your circle, making sure you got the right people in your circle. Because, listen here, a, a friend today can be an enemy tomorrow. A supporter today can be a discourager, discourager tomorrow. You said what your cash app was again? Cash <laughs> My cash app is Robert I DuBose. Amen. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-I DuBose, D-U-B-O-S-E. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. Thank kidding. God for that. <laughs> okay. So true. It's so true. Uh, we, we, we're basically uh, giving the enemy what, what they want, what it wants. Um, and by giving it what it wants, we're becoming drained. And we are getting few in number. We are getting small in number. And when you're small in number, you don't have the same power you do as if you had many people. And it's even more sad if we're the ones who are causing our clan to become smaller. It's sad.
to know that we can't think highly of one another. We can't uplift one another. But when somebody makes us mad, we have to kill them. Somebody makes us mad, we got to get them back. Mm -hmm. You know, my mind goes back to the Emmanuel 9 and how that white perpetrator went into the church during Bible study and killed those nine people. But during that time of bereavement, that time of bereavement, grief, heartache, pain, loss, they still didn't use slanderous things to hurt Dylan Roof. But they all practiced forgiveness. They not only said it, they not only uttered the words forgiveness, but they actually lived it. They showed it. They put their words into action. Who are we? That we are so high and mighty that we can't forgive the person who hurt us. Ah, well, well, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know. Oh, no, I don't know. You're right. I don't know. But I can tell you that I've been hurt myself by people I thought cared for me. But I still muster up enough strength to forgive them. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you so that you can sleep at night, so you can have peace, so you can have prosperity, so you can flourish. It's for you so that you can move beyond this moment so that you can focus your attention on what really matters and not on something that is draining you, that's diluting your spirit, that's taking you away from your priorities. Your priority shouldn't be pettiness. Your priority shouldn't be ignorance. Your priority ought to be, well, one thing, what God wants for you. But secondly, Prioritize what makes you happy and prioritize what allows you to prosper. Jayla, you were going to say something. Uh, yeah, so there's this thing where you can also forgive somebody without them really knowing for you, for yourself, right? For you to be set free, right? Like I could forgive you, but not forget. I could forgive you, but love you from a distance. It's the truth, like you you can do it. I've done, I've done it. I've done it with plenty of people and I'm living my best life. Like, long as they're forgiven, not for them, but for you. Because I don't want to have this where, okay, well, now this is bothering me because you just aggravated me. You just did this to me. You did that to me. You did this. And now I'm frustrated. Whole time, the other person living their life. Living their life. <laughs> they sleeping at night and you are tossing and turning because you're holding on to that thing. I'm saying, literally. Because you oh. can't let that thing go. That person has moved on. That person done started a family. <laughs> and here you are, still processing the thing. When God already gave you peace, but you just, you, you so, oh Lord, how can I say this? You're so prideful that you don't want to take it. That's a lot of our problems. Let's normalize. There's a difference between good pride and bad pride. It's one thing for me to say, oh, I, got, I take pride um, in um, my ethnicity. I take pride in 
who I am. I take pride in the African Methodist Episcopal. I take pride in the YPD. I take pride in being a preacher, a speaker, whatever, teacher, educator. But it's another thing to say, I take pride in not forgiving other people for being someone that I'm not, for doing things that I know I really wouldn't do. And that also ties hand in hand back with discernment. God, show me what it is that I need to be proud of. And show me the things that I need to let go. Show me the things that I need to filter through. Show me the things that I need to cut loose. Show me the people I need to let go of. In the name of Jesus. Show me who I am. Show me my triggers and how I can manage them. Show me how I can be forgiving. How I can turn my attitude around. How I can uh, make the right attitude adjustment. So that, that's another thing we need to normalize. Normalize attitude adjustments. I stated on one of our other podcasts, there are too many people in the world who have nice, nasty personalities. One minute, they're nice to you. One minute, they encourage you. One minute, they're laughing with you. And the next, they don't turn on you and they're nasty. They're completely different person. Like they have different personality traits. Let's normalize having attitude and having other people who are either younger or older to administer those, those um, attitude adjustments. Older people, you can learn from younger people. Younger people, you can learn from older people. And younger people, you can learn from young people. And old people, you can learn from old people. There's a preacher that say, we are all the same at the foot of the cross. And that is completely true. No one's higher. You're not bigger than me. You're not better than me. I'm no bigger than you. I'm, no be be I'm not better than you. We're all the same. We come in different sizes, different shapes, different colors, different shades different infirmity, different illnesses, different sicknesses, different problems. But when it comes to Jesus, he views us all the same. We're all sinners. But in this season, one thing we need to learn how to do is normalize some things, stop normalizing some things, let go of some people, let go of those things that have hurt us and reach beyond the break. Because prosperity is waiting on the other side. It's already there. You just have to go over there across the bridge. Be willing enough to cross the bridge and get it. That's the problem. Too many of us see the bridge as one way or oh, it's too, too long of a walk. I'm afraid of bridges. 
Well, you can't say that you are afraid to cross the bridge and what you want and what you've been praying for is on the other side. Come on, come on somebody. You can't, and some of us are so crazy and so, and so naive that we go ahead because we are afraid to cross the bridge, we burn the bridge. My God, we burn the bridge, not knowing that crossing the bridge would help us. Come on, help us, God. My God, today. Oh my God, I felt my help. Oh my God, Doc. Doc, get into the benediction at this point. That's the whole. The sorrow was not that bridge is for you to cross or not. There are so many people who are burning bridges that they should be keeping. And there are so many people who are keeping bridges that they should be burning. My God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No, but I do agree. If you are sitting here praying for something, God sends it to you and you running from it, you're crazy. That thing be right in our face. I'm scared of you. I'm scared. God, God send me a, a, a wife. God send you a, a, a nice Are you are you are you are you um oh no I was story or you I was just saying I was just paraphrasing. But anyway, God send me a wife. That's what that's what people pray. God send me a wife. God send me a husband. God send you that that person. Oh, he gotta be this, he gotta be that, he gotta do this, he gotta do that. Okay. But have you left God any room to send you what it is he feels is what you need and not what you want? And that's some of our problems. When we pray for God to send us something and he sends it, here we are uh, pushing it away because we think we deserve something better. But then, right, there are times where you pray for something, you don't get it, you don't get your way, so now you're mad. Now you're mad. Not what you, what, the, the reason you didn't get it is because it wasn't for you. Let's, listen, let's normalize not wanting what other people want. Well, how can I say this? Not normal. Let's norm let's normalize not wanting what other people have. Um, they said today uh, we attended a conference um, and they used it uh, the term this term quite frequently. What God has for you is for you, meaning that what God has for Jayla, Robert can't take it from him. What God has for Robert, Jayla can't take it from him. And that's our problem. We think that we get ahead in life by stealing somebody else's blessing. When really, we're setting our own selves up for failure. And we're getting in our own way. Normalize getting out of the way. <laughs> Normalize getting out of the way when it comes to God's will. Too many of us are blocking what we're, pray what we're praying for because we're standing in the middle of it. Too many of us are blocking what God has for us because we won't change our ways, because we won't cut that person loose, because we haven't done what it takes to receive that blessing. Get out your own way. There's a psalm, uh, this old choir say, uh, step back and let God do it. Take your hands off. That's some of our problem. We, we like to see our hand in everything that God has for us. 
because we want to be in charge. We want it to go our way or no way at all. But let's normalize taking our hand out the pot when we haven't put anything in the pot. Let's normalize taking our hand out the pot when God has provided all the ingredients. Amen. Amen. You have anything else you want to say, Jay? <laughs> all right. Well, we pray that this discussion has blessed you in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and we pray that you normalize and unnormalize some things in our lives in this season. But the key to doing that is to pray to God for discernment. God, help me to keep what it is that I should keep. God, help me to let go what it is that I should let go. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Kind and loving Father, God, we say thank you. Thank you for what our eyes have seen and what our ears have heard and what our hearts have felt during this moment. God, thank you for this platform which you have afforded us to come and to voice our opinions and voice our problems and the issues of the world, God. God, thank you for each person who is tuning in under the sound of our voice, my voice, God. Lord, we pray that you would bless them in whatever capacity they're in, God. God, we pray that you would help us to let go what it is that is choking us, that is sucking the life out of us, God. Help us to prune those things, God, that bear no fruit. And God, help us to cut off trees that only provide shade. God, they provide shade, meaning that, God, they provide negativity. And God, help us to keep those things that help us to prosper, those things that draw us near to you, those things that help our understanding and our relationship of you. God, we pray that you would keep us safe. God, you, we pray that you would give us the right heart and the right spirit to love everybody, God. No matter the age, no matter the color, no matter the creed, God, no matter the sin, but God, love one another and treat one another, God, as you treat us. God, you extend so much grace to us. How then can we not extend grace to other people? God, how then can we not love other people when you first loved us? God, help us to love the way you love us. It's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen. You all be blessed and you have a good rest of your evening.